Good day, everyone, and welcome to episode nine of From the Spot. My name is Jaden, and I'm here with the usual Champions League team, Cam, Dylan, Jonesy. In this episode, we're going to cover all things football from the Champions League. And before we get into it real quick, what you might might have seen on our socials, we'll be doing a Q&A for 1,000 listens. So get your questions in, can be football related or even personally related for any of any of the three of us, myself, Dylan, Cam, we'll be mentioning uh, answering those on the alternating Champions League weeks. So boys, uh, finally back on a, a quick turnaround from the first um, recording of the, the week. Jonesy, mate, how was your day? Hey boys, how you going? Uh, look, my day was definitely very questionable, but as every day, it always comes to an end, and I'm thankfully to be home now. And in terms of football, uh, there's definitely some mixed results this week, which, yeah, like, I think we will get into very shortly and hope everyone else had a good week. What about you, Dil? How you been? Yeah, no, I'm good, man. Had a, um, had a good day. It was real busy, but absolutely loved it with the boys at work. Um, yeah, football. We've, we've been speaking about the unpredictability in the Premier League, but how about this week in the Champions League? Some absolute insane results. Could not believe it myself. Um, Kemi, man, how was your day, man? Yeah, it was good. I I, um, I actually slept in a little bit today. This is the first uh, Champions League week in a long time that I haven't watched live. I caught up on a lot of games um, over the last couple of days. So I'm, I'm, I'm fresh and I'm ready to record, <laughs> boys. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm ready to get into it. Don't look at me. You need a haircut. Oh, come on, man. It's wearing, wearing bloody lockdown. I can't see a hairdresser. Been one of those weeks, though, hasn't it, Jonesy, mate? Everything, it's just been one of those weeks where just work days just drag on. Oh, of course. But look, you've got to have the good weeks, have the bad weeks. You know, it's just their vice versa. So. It's good to be out of the house with lockdown. That's yeah, of course. Of course. All right, boys. I think we'll, um, we'll move into it. And I'd, I'd love to start with the PSG City game. Now, I know Kemi's a Milan supporter um, during Champions League, and we will get into that because, you know, also was a poor result. But City and and um, PSG, what a game, boys. Why you got to do me like that all the time? <laughs> Bro, <laughs> I would expect you to do me like that if United got beat. Like, yeah. If we, okay, well, if we, if, if we if played we... a team, right, where we were going in to be favourites, like we did this morning, and we lost, I, I would expect you... To say something to me. Okay, fair. Um, well, if we're if we're opening with City and PSG, um, I'll say straight up that I don't think there's really much to say about this game, but I don't think City played two 0 bad. Agreed. I don't know how you didn't score. Yeah. Bernardo Silva um, didn't score there. We had a lot of balls into the box, a, a lot of attacking chances, like we always do. Um. We scored to a freak pigeon goal off the back of a Neymar miss kick and a typical messy one-two at the top of the box. You know, I don't think we deserve to go down. I was, I was proud of my boys watching that back. Um, just obviously sucks because, um, I mean, taking a point or, or three points at best would have been brilliant to leave Paris with, but not to be. Yeah, look, I, I do agree with Kemi. I think, like, seeing that result, at first, you're like, oh, okay, like it's standard. Like, look at PSG's team. Like, they just should beat everybody. But watching Man City play was actually very surprising. And, yeah, like I feel like as much as they lost 2-0, there's definitely some positives for them going forward in the season. So, I just feel as that they – like, I feel like Man City can turn this around quite easily. So, I don't know how Bernardo Silva missed that, by the way. Oh, 100%. Just to throw that out there. So, but no, it's definitely brighter days for Pep's team. Yeah, it's definitely a lot harder to – to miss and score that, 100%. Um, I feel like PSG really showed how to take the game to City. Like, that's where you see a lot of City's chances as well because they weren't playing that deep block, like allowing City play. The game was more free-flowing and Ch- uh, City got a lot of chances, like really good chances. But so, so did Paris Saint-Germain. And we see Messi here scoring his first goal for PSG. What an absolute cracker that was. That was such a good goal. Blows away Ronaldo's four four goals now for United um, on his return. Can't help himself. Yeah, no, it was a really good game. Um, City, City, I feel like City should have got a lot more goals here and they probably should have even taken this game. Um, but it was a really good game to watch, boys. I have to say, what a freak Gianluigi Donnarumma is. He is an absolute wall in that net. 
And he's he's only 22. He's only 22. And he's a freak. He's going to be the, one of the world's best for many, many years to come. Yeah, I, I just a second that, Jaden, and the fact that they got him for free. Oh, well. bro. <laughs> Boys, you've got... Okay, this isn't shaping up very well for me, right? <laughs> what do you mean? I just want to add... He's a Milan boy, mate, and he was, he was dubbed to be the next club legend. Yeah, but look, he went on to a better team. So oh, my God. To speak. <laughs> he wanted to win trophies, man. He wanted yeah. to win trophies, so he left. I don't blame him. I'm just going to add, like, what are your thoughts on Hakimi sitting Grealish? I reckon that was one of the that best so things I've ever seen. That was quality. Did, did you see that he um he actually posted that on his socials oh, after Yeah, he did. Well? Took the yeah. absolute piss out of him. Took the absolute mick out of him. Good. Yeah. Following after um, Mope with the shithousery, for sure. $100 million man on, on the ground. Champions League nights. <laughs> uh, That's one bad. way to throw 100 mil to the ground. So do you think um do you think that Pep was was standing there and once he watched the Messi goal go in was he going oh god how did I let this guy not sign for us <laughs> Pep would have been like I reckon I reckon Pep would, I didn't actually see his reaction because he just I would just shake my head there's nothing you can do about it like it was just one of those goals like how how's he actually scored that and it's such a typical Messi goal as yeah. well off that yeah. left peg yeah. It was, it was definitely good to watch. And I, if I was a City fan, I'd be kind of gutted because even as a neutral fan, to see Ronaldo at United, Messi, if he was at City, that would be perfect. That would be perfect hit fairy tale. Hey, yeah, on this game too, Kemi, um, obviously Sterling started. Um, I know we say this so often, but with him starting, you guys don't seem to be getting the results you want. Is he a problem with starting at number nine? Do you, like, is this a recurring thing where you need that number nine to come into your team? Uh, the short answer to that as a number nine, I think probably. Um, like Jaden said last week when we were speaking about Ollie, it's the, the long answer is probably much more complicated, but that's that's just the nature of, of Pep's rotation at the moment and uh, mixed with the fact that we don't have a genuine number nine is what I keep saying. So um, was it a problem in that game? At times, yes. But, I mean, it's the same as every other week. We don't have that number nine. Yeah. But I have to echo, Cammy. I think, I think it'll just be something that they'll have to deal with till the January transfer market. And we'll see if they end up signing anyone. Um, but a team that did dominate um, their their opposition, Liverpool going 5-1, carrying the mantle for the, for the English teams because no one else played well. Um a five-one result. Curtis Jones at the heart of it. Jones, you mate. You might have lost Harvey Elliott, and you know, prayers up for him still. But Curtis Jones looks to be feeling that role, uh, role, uh, role, feeling that role that he left behind. Yeah, of course. I think I, think, I was surprised to see him start, considering I'm pretty sure he started against Brentford as well. So that was definitely a quick turnaround for him. But it was it was good to see. Like he definitely, he, I saw him. He Got a few shots in as well. Like I think the mm-hmm. last twelve months, his confidence has grown so much, and he's already made fifty appearances for the club, which I I found pretty that shocking. Point, I didn't, really? Yeah, I was like, wow, fifty appearances. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. And then, yeah, I think overall for the boys, it's definitely a good good result away from home. Like I didn't yeah. I didn't expect us to score five goals, and you know, it's just one. I think Salah he looks so different this year compared to other other years. He just he's scoring. He's Getting amongst it, and he looks like he's like really putting it 100% week in, week out. Whether whether he scores goals or doesn't, he's put put it putting in the effort. Should say. I was actually really surprised with that 11, Jonesy, because I said last week um, when Jaden asked me about uh, City Liverpool met um, on Monday, um, I said that Liverpool are probably in a better spot because they're not going to bring their full strength side to Portugal. It looked like it was pretty much it. I mean, all but TAA, who's injured anyway. Um, it, it looked like a, a strong Liverpool side. Why do you think that that was? I mean, Porto were nowhere near up for it, as up for it as Paul were. So why do you think that that side was so strong to start with? Uh, so to answer your question, Cammy, I, per- I don't know if this is right or not, but I personally think that the reason he took a strong 11 away to Portugal is to make sure he gets those three points there because he knows he's got to face AC Milan at San Siro and we've got Alec Madrid coming up twice. 
So if we can get maximum points against Porto, then we can compromise like a loss of three points or potentially two points if we draw against those bigger sides. And like there you go, think like in terms of that group, it's starting to get to that crunch time because it's a very it's a very like sketchy group. Like so, I just think yeah, we need to take maximum points at away at Porto to then potentially drop points against AC or Atletico. Do you think that's different if the if it's a reverse fixture? Do you think if it's game week two in the Champions League and they play at Anfield, knowing that they've got City the next week, do you think that it's a different look 11? No, I still think Klopp would have had the same approach. Just because he, uh, whether we play, that's six points against Portugal. Uh, we've beaten Milan, sorry to bring it up again. So that means we're on nine points. So... I think in terms of like maximum, you need to be at 10 points. I think 10 points get for the group. So I think Klopp would definitely have, whether it be at Anfield or Portugal, he would have played a strong 11. So, Well, it definitely was a strong 11 because they went there and they absolutely dominated. They absolutely dominated this game. It was really good to watch if you're a Liverpool supporter. Um, well, whilst dominating, Jota actually got a lot of chances that he did not score. And Firmino comes on and scores two goals. Is his spot in jeopardy, do you reckon? I think right now, maybe, because we saw it against Brentford and we said it in the game before that, like, Jota, he's, his confidence is lacking in front of goal. I, I, it's, it's my personal opinion. He doesn't... When he first came to Liverpool, he was like he was scoring. Like, it was great. And he got injured, unfortunately. But then he's come back. He's, he's still playing good, but he's just not finishing. I think with Firmino coming in and scoring two goals in, like, four to five minutes, I think it's definitely... Definitely adds a bit more, comp, like, competition in that nine role. And I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if you see Firmino start against Man City. That is well, it's really healthy. Oh, sorry, yeah. guys. No, no, exactly. Like, I was just about to echo exactly what you're saying, Dill. Like, it's healthy competitions, exactly what you want. When, when, um, although, like, United and Chelsea were dominating the Champions League and the Premier League 10 years ago, they had four world class strikers. Yeah. Like, you needed plenty of, plenty of competition. I think that's exactly what Dill was going to say, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what I was going to say, bro. Yeah, I think, like, the difference between, like, Jota and Firmino, they're, they're completely different nines. So I think it adds that. So, mm. whatever way Klopp wants to play, I feel like he'll favour Jota. If he wants to play like a deep-lying false nine, he'll play Firmino. But, yeah, someone that wants to play high on the line, he'll play Jota. So, it's just it's good, but it can kind of be bad. So Yeah, well, you got two really good styles too. Like, Jota likes to get in behind. He likes to play on the shoulder of defenders. And Firmino likes to get into that pocket and pick up the ball and turn and face and bounce it off. He's more of a creator, while Jota's more of a finisher. It just yeah. sucks that Jota can't finish his chances at the moment. Yeah, it's, yeah I, I can agree, mate. And it's pretty hard seeing Liverpool fan, but yeah, I think there'll be bright days ahead. Uh, at least you're yeah. going to see Curtis Jones play because he's an absolute freak. I love that kid. Yeah, good player. Um, speaking, <clears throat> speaking of chances, um, a team that didn't have many at all this morning at the time of recording now, it's, 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 uh, it's Thursday evening here with us um, this morning, Chelsea Juventus uh, Allegri came out after the game and said, um, look, yeah, we won three points. Uh, we, we won the game and got three points, but um, our goalkeeper didn't have anything to do. Um, what did you guys think of that game? I mean, personally, I thought Juve were, were tactically brilliant at home, especially with the struggling start that they've had in the Serie A in recent weeks. Um I, I thought they deserved that result, even though Chelsea had much, much more of the ball. Um, I, they, they didn't really go anywhere with it. Yeah. Like you say, Kemi, like Allegri's a, a tactical mastermind. They set up perfectly. Um, like I think if he gets given time, he'll turn Juve around, he'll turn their start around, and I think they'll be a force again for sure, um, whether it be Serie A or Champions League. But, I mean, it's just – it goes to show that Lukaku – needs to have the, the system built around him because they've had 16 shots and one on target. One on target. And I know that he started he started um, Havertz and Ziyech behind him. Now, that's a lot of creative firepower. So to only get one shot on ta- on target, it just... And, and the, the shot that they had was off a corner, like off a Marcus Alonso corner. So it makes you wonder if the system isn't built around Lukaku, have, is he going to be a... I don't want to say a flop because he's going to bring goals. But, but not the, the same output that you would have expected. 
Yeah, look, I think if you're a Chelsea fan and, you know, you spend $100 million on a striker and he only scores against Aston Villa and Zenit or whatever and does nothing against Liverpool, does nothing against Juventus, it's just... It doesn't. Uh, no, nah. it's just. I'll be so annoyed. I'll be very annoyed. So I think. Yeah. Chelsea, I've got to go back to the drawing board, and I still. I, I personally don't think Lukaku is the man to put twenty goals in in the Premier League season. I just don't see it. Like, I, I hope all the Chelsea fans are going to criticise him because feel free, but personally, I don't think he's the man for Chelsea. As much as he started his career there and whatnot, he's he's never performed there. Yeah, I don't know if this is a game. Oh, sorry, Kemi. Um, I don't know if this is a game more suited for someone like Timo Werner because he is that type of player that likes to move the defense around a lot and get him behind. Where Ziyech and um, who else was playing in the midfield, Jaden? Havertz. Havertz. Yeah, two really class players are finding their strikers. Having a guy like Timo Werner working that back line, you can get a lot more balls to him. That, Dylan, yeah, that is exactly what I was going to say. So I'm glad you kept talking. Um, <laughs> I, I was going to say, if, if you go to Juve, I think that uh, you don't really have much room to move in terms of changing a system from what you've just played against a Manchester City side. And I think that uh, if you're starting Lukaku Werner, I, I, I feel like you have to play the same, if not very, very similar to break down a side as good as Juve because you know that Allegri is, uh, will change his team week to week. So it's not like you can study what he's going to put out anyway. Um, and I feel like they were promising against City once they got going and I feel like they should have just picked up where they left off there. And you're right, Dylan, I feel like Werner should have started as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. But like when, he, when Lukaku was at Inter, he was playing alongside Lautaro Martinez. As two up front, and I think that for Lukaku to flourish and really bloom and play as good as his price tag, he does need that player to work off at Timo Werner. And I thought that they were going to stick with it, especially after seeing him start Werner against um, City. I thought it was going to be, be worth it. Yeah, I, I can agree with you there, Jaden. But I, I, I just want to say, like, as much as like, we've only really spoken about Chelsea, I think Cam's only mentioned that Juventus were very tactically well set yeah. up. I just want to say, like Federico Chiesa, like he seems oh. like one of the like most underrated boys ever. For like, sure, uh, yeah. So I think he's definitely one for like he he will carry Juventus and he will only grow. And I think yeah, the way they shut up shot, like they finished the game with twenty six percent possession. They like they had two hundred eighty seven passes compared to Chelsea's seven hundred seventy one. So crazy. I think. They set up, like, I think their defence played really well and getting that early goal in the second half just put Chelsea on the back foot straight away. Like They panicked straight away. They were going for it. And then, yeah, like Juventus did well to come away with three points there. They really should have had a second. Um, Chase should have swept that to, to Bernadeschi um, in the first half. But like you said, John, Federico Chiesa, he is going to be something special. Uh, I, think he's, I think he's going to be world-class one day. That's just how good he is. We saw it all throughout the Euros. We saw it all throughout this season. He's been really the only one scoring for Juve in the Serie A. I just, I really think he's he's going to turn into a world class potential. Now, one world class player carried us today to a win. We didn't deserve it at all. Um, Manchester United versus Villarreal probably should have taken. Villarreal would feel hard done by to not come away with a point here. Uh, they probably should have had at least four to five in the first half. It was, it was the exact same as the Aston Villa game. It's just us sitting there wondering how haven't we conceded. I think it goes back to how good David De Gea has been recently because he's been saving our ass so, so much. Yeah, I've, David De Gea, is, he's still a quality keeper. I want to keep this short and sweet. And watching that game this morning as, as a Liverpool fan, I absolutely hated that so much because I was so determined that Villarreal were going to come with three points or a draw and seeing Cristiano Ronaldo hit one 95th minute I just I've never thrown my phone so far before in my entire life I hated it and I hope <laughs> I lose every other game so I hated it that's all I'm saying that's all I'm saying in this game it, you know it's getting to the point like it's getting bad when you get to the point where you kind of don't mind losing because then Ollie gets sacked that's where we're at right now I was saying in the group chat with Dylan I was like you know what we're 1-0 down I don't even care if we lose this game. Because <laughs> honestly, I just wanted Oli to go. And if we lose this game, 
then we lose Everton, and then we might lose against City, Liverpool, and yeah, I think we're we're um we're lucky to come away with three points. Was um was was Pogba central this morning, Jaden? Yeah, we started apart from the back line. He started the team we would have ideally liked him to start. Yeah, it just comes down to the the same same problem every single week. He relies on individual moments of brilliance because yeah. if we didn't have any triggers, no no set plays, no tactics. It was just, yeah. It's, it is. It's it's really hard to watch because it literally is just players choosing their own passes mm. and waiting for someone to do something like with individual brilliance, like you said. Um, he's got – there's no tactical gameplay. There's no real set pieces. There's no work gameplay. So, like, he does. I don't even think he has like sessions where you like work down the right flank and you look with like rotations and things like that. There's no rotations. There's no movement. It's flat. You don't have any like midfielders coming in and out. It's just it looks really bad. Yeah, and I think Dylan, um, this is the game where that was quite obvious because um, you know Emery is typically a manager that works in different phases of the field. So you could see watching that, especially in that first half and probably the first. 15 of the second before United woke up is that um, every single player knew their role and it was very, very obvious that United did not have that. Um, and I agree with Jonesy. I think it was very, very disappointing for me watching it um, as a City fan for United to come away with three points there. Yeah, well, that, that, that's nothing about Emery. I was just going to mention that. I feel like at Arsenal, he was hard done by straight away. But yeah. I think that watching him at Villarreal, like he's, he's he's starting to get it like a really good team together. And I just want to say, like I think with Jaden Sancho starting, this was his one of his best games. I feel like he looks so lively on the ball. So, like, what are your thoughts on Jaden Sancho this morning? Definitely a better performance than um than he's had recently. I would still like to see more. That's for sure. Uh, like he did have his his little mental lapses where he couldn't couldn't make a, a five-yard pass that he probably should have made. And I think that's down to, to Tellez starting and not having that connection with Tellez. That uh, when you play him in, playing a right winger that we've gone and bought, right? We've gone out and bought 75, a 75 million rated um, right winger and then you're playing him on the left. It just doesn't quite make much sense to me. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's right, Jaden. I was just about to say, you know, Jonesy has been quite vocal about the fact that Lukaku doesn't look like his mm. price tag. And, and I um, would probably say the same thing about Sancho, especially over the last few weeks heading out of the Euros, is that he hasn't really offered much at all, but t- this morning he did offer more than what he has in the Premier League. So you've just compared Lukaku to Sancho with Lukaku having a lot more experience in football than Sancho's only, what, 21 years of age? Yeah, the price tag was more for potential, for sure. Yeah, of course, yeah. So that's the thing, like, if if I was a United fan, as much as Sancho hasn't delivered straight away like everyone has thought he would have because of the price tag and what he's done in the past, so I feel like you, you just got to keep playing him. Like there's too many times where like Sancho's just sat on the bench and like he, he's a bloke that he'll beat United for the next 10 years. You just need him to play week in, week out, whether it's good or bad. Just get everyone behind him and step forward from there. I think that's a, that's a big problem in world football at the moment because of the prices nowadays with clubs is, is so, so much like stupid money, right? I feel like it does put a lot of pressure on players. And for someone young like Sancho, um, I think you're right, Jonesy. I think that it's you would have to give him, you know, chance after chance and just sort of wait for him to hit his form because I, I would tend to agree it's probably not right to compare the two, Lukaku and Sancho, what I've just done. But, I mean, in terms of the, the money spent, I think it can have a, uh, a big effect on the player as an individual. Yeah, well, it really, it really does suck that we like all the talk is on Sancho at the moment because he's come from a really organised Dortmund side, and he's come to this really unorganised United team where there's not much going on for him because he's got no link-up play to bounce it around, get on the ball, do what he likes to do, and know that he has someone there to play the ball to. Um, it just the club at the moment doesn't like United. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right at all. Like you have. 
players on the bench, Donny Van Beek throwing his gum at the sideline and he's getting really pissed off, like apparently throwing his um bib on the ground and just walking out. And um, it just shows like they're fed up. I think they're fed up with Oli because there's not much tactic tactical awareness amongst the club. Yeah, I think I think like last year you saw it. Um, Sancho in January uh, at Dortmund only had two goals and one assist, and he ended the season with twenty one goals and twenty two assists. So he had a, he had a really torrid start of the season, but he turned it around. So I think it's just one of those timing things. And like you said, Dylan, I'm going to echo exactly what you said. The the atmosphere on the club. Is is it's a facade because while we've got Ronaldo and we're winning some games and the atmosphere is quote unquote good, you still have those players that would be fed up. Like I know Phil Jones probably isn't happy. Donny Van Der Beek should be playing, and he, and he's not even starting. It's just I think that there's a few um, miscommunications in the locker room, and I, I think that that's the that's going to be something that will lead to to Ollie's demise. Yeah, well, as we move forward and you start to pick up on players' reactions to missed passes and failed shots and missed opportunities, you start to see that it's all, it's more like, I know he's not in the Champions League, but St. Maximum, how he's getting really pissed off with his teammates who's not completing any goals or anything. It's the same type of reaction. They're getting, they're getting angry with each other. They're not seeing, like, they're not getting what they should be getting out of their teammates, like, because everyone's looking for, like, individual brilliance. Yeah, and that's that's right, Dylan. Is that it? It can have an effect on the team as a whole. Like what you're saying is it's it's um you know morale is a very very important thing, and same with same with team structure. And if we move on to a team that had um all the team structure, all the organisation, all the morale, but didn't get the result, Milan Atletico <laughs> in Italy. Um, they don't have the quality though. That's the, the thing. The boys oh. were. The boys, oh, I'll just, just, just ignore that one. Um, if if we weren't such a um, such an unedited podcast, I'd be bloody telling people to cut that one out. No, <laughs> um, no I, look, I think I'm proud of the boys, and I don't I don't mind the. I mean, obviously we want to want to win every game, but I don't mind the result here because um, we played sixty minutes, sixty plus minutes. What well, was really forty because the game went for too long, right? Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, Tell us how you really yeah, feel. We played for, um, you know, 60, 70 minutes with, with 10 men and we lost a very, very important player in Kessie. And we did brilliant. We, 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 looked, we looked like we were going to take three points against it and it's just very unlucky that it came home strong and... I friggin' hate to watch it back. It's Luis Suarez taking that penalty, mate. He's stuttering. He's not happy. No. He's mad. Hey, well, look, Cam, I just, firstly, I just want to say, I think you're probably the most proud person this week after both City and... I'm glad that you found like a positive out of such a tough week. And I think it might get harder after Liverpool flogged the shit out of City on the weekend. But he <laughs> lost, leads <laughs> us as well. Back to, as well. <laughs> Back to Milan and Madrid. I think that first half, like, Atletico Madrid were terrible, I think. But saying that, Milan were great. Like, I think they were. Like, even with the red card, you can see their game changed, but they still executed pretty well. They just took, like, yeah, the last 10 minutes, pretty much, like, Griezmann and Suarez. Like, that penalty, that I thought, what's he done there? Like, he's he stuffed it. And then yeah, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I instantly thought of you straight away, Cam. But as I said, I think, as I said last time, sorry, I think Milan is still, they're still fighting around. I think they they might come home strong. Um, when, you say, when you say the last 10 minutes, Jonesy, do you mean the last 10 minutes of the football game or do you mean the last 10 minutes that were wrongly added? Wrongly uh, added? <laughs> no, so I'm joking. Gonna, I'm going to say 20 minutes in total, Cam, just, <laughs> just for your sake so you sleep well tonight. Yeah. I don't um, see a way... Now, Kemi's going to absolutely hate me for this, but I don't see a way Milan can come back and make it through this group. Zero points from two games. Cam feel hard done by to not come away with any points in both. But it's got to be morale dropping to, to go to two Champions League games and lose, maybe maybe unfairly, but to still lose, you, it's morale dropping. I don't think they can, they can recover. They've still got to go to... You know, Atletico Madrid, they've got to go to um, I can't remember, the Metropolitan. The, the Metro, 
Oh, the Wonder Paladin. That's it. The Wonder Paladin. Um, and I don't think they're going to take any points from there. And I don't think they're going to take any points from Porto. Yes, when you, I think a lot of a lot of football fans have seen like they've seen Milan the Champions League. They want them to do well because of their history. But when you you just said that like they haven't got any like two part, they haven't got any points from the first two games. You got to remind yourself that they have played Liverpool and Atletico Madrid. Like ideally, both of those teams should be hitting the quarterfinals. So I think it, it, it's a rough comparison. I know like no one can change it. But do you think if Milan were in like a a different group, like do you feel like they would top it? Right, if they were in Group G, they would be. They would definitely go through. Like Salzburg, Sevilla, Wolfsburg, and and Lille. I think they would go through there. Other than that, I don't think there's too many. Uh, maybe Group D with how how like Sharif Tarisipol's killing it, and and the other teams in there aren't amazing. But that's it. There's only two other groups that they would have ideally be able to to get drafted into and still manage to to go through. So I and this is obviously very very hard for me to answer this to to respond to this as a neutral for because of my love for Milan. But um, how can you say that after watching two game weeks against just like Jonesy said is the two teams that will be hitting the quarterfinals? How can you say that when Milan have led both games and looked looked the better side for a lot of those periods within the ninety? How can you write them off? So quickly. Yeah, I think the Liverpool we saw last uh, game week against Milan, that wasn't the right Liverpool. That was, they didn't play as well as they should have. Probably undeservedly come away with a win. But if, if Liverpool were in full flight like they were today against Porto, it's a completely different game. I think that's the only reason that it was close was because another thing, the history between the clubs, I think that's partially the reason it was so close. And today, you know, you're at the San Siro. Uh, I think that's really the home atmosphere keeping you in that game. Now, I know you, you went 1-0 up and then got red-carded, and obviously they dominate, dominated you after the red card, but Griezmann didn't start. Lamar didn't start. Renan Lodi didn't start. Neither did DePaul. Atletico Madrid didn't even start their, their full-strength 11. Yeah, Felix didn't play either. I think that the Atletico Madrid didn't start their full 11, and you only just lost. I think if they, it would be a different story. I think we have ten I, men as well. I can, I can, I can understand what you're saying, and I can appreciate what you're saying. Um, look, if in three or four weeks' time Milan is still bottom of that group, I'll eat my words. But after watching Liverpool against Porto, I really don't think Porto are going to get anywhere near getting through that group. And I think that oh. Liverpool, Liverpool, you'd, you'd probably say a shoe wins to top it. But I honestly yeah. think it's going to come down the last two game weeks between Atleti and Milan. Atleti's got it. Do you? Because you just said that. Atletico Madrid weren't at full strength. Do you feel Zlatan, like if Zlatan was playing at the nine, do you think that changes their outcome of the, of the group? Oh, look, Zlatan makes a difference wherever he goes. You know, he's timeless. Like, father time can't beat that man at all. Um, but at the same time, Rebic, um, Kemi, I'm not too sure if he had the best game in, in comparison to how he's been performing in other games. I thought that, that the movement Rebic offered, Zlatan's not going to do that for you. And against a, an a Atletico Madrid side who's not the quickest, like Felipe's not that quick. Jose Jimenez ain't that quick. Rebic was, was probably your best bet anyway. But, I mean, Zlatan's obviously going to offer something no matter what. Like, he's Zlatan. You, can always, you can't bet against him at the end of the day. Yeah, for me... Um... I would have probably started Giroud against that Atleti side and and moved Rebic out wide like we did, um, like where he started against Liverpool. Uh, I, I get what you're saying, Joan. I think we do need did need that number nine, just that strong presence up front. Um, but at the end of the day, with ten minutes, it's hard to uh, it's 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 hard to uh, decipher and, and take away from it because uh, we had ten men for for eighty minutes. Notice how that number just keeps calling. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to, to gauge for sure what their full potential is. Now, Real Madrid, Teresa Pol, boys. I do want to say that Spanish dominance is over. Now, I know that Atlantic Madrid has still got a, a chance to to go the whole way because you can never count out a a Simeone team. But Real Madrid's struggling. Barca's struggling. And for a Moldovan team, they got their first win 
um, last week against, uh, I think it was Inter, was it not? Shakhtar. Shakhtar, Donetsk. Yeah, they come. They come to Real Madrid at the Santiago Bernabeu. Bernabeu, sorry, mispronouncing that. And they've come away with a win. And you know, Real Madrid can feel pretty lucky to even get a, a goal there. Like it was pure, a very very good display from and from Sharif Thurisbol. Yeah, I, I think you're wrong there about Real Madrid getting a goal as they completely dominated this game and Sheriff were breaking them on the counter attack. Although Sheriff did look really dangerous on the counter-attack and it was good to see them get this W because I, I'm just loving Spain, the Spanish league, just dropping dramatically. It's it's pretty funny to watch. Um, it was a good game, as as we are going to say. It was really good to see Sheriff beat Real Madrid. Did you other boys catch this game? Yeah, I, I, I did. I, I, said, I remember I said to you boys earlier in the week, I was like, imagine if Sheriff beat Real Madrid. <laughs> And then it happened. I was like, "Oh my god! I should have put fifty dollars on it." But no, seriously, it's good to see. I think I, that goal, that 90, 89th minute strike to win that, like the heavy wow! Like that was that stunned me big time. And like I'm not jumping on the bandwagon or anything, but I just yeah. Like, do you see Sharif or Sheriff, whatever you want to, how, how they pronounce it? Do you see them coming out of that group? Um, I. I don't want to break hearts here, right? And I know that everyone is like, wow, they've just beat Madrid at Madrid. Um, the first thing I thought of watching this game back is when Dylan and I talked about uh, the last week in the Premier League pod about uh, the City teams against, you know, Southampton, Chelsea, and about how um, you have to attack against those teams. Now, I said that it's the only way to get a result. Now, sometimes that doesn't happen. And this is a great example of the sometimes when it does go to shit for the attacking team. And obviously, Madrid were very unlucky not to score more than that one goal. But um, look, I'll soak it up for them. Just like you said, Jonesy, what a banger to win it. Um, but yeah, imagine the scenes if you had $50 on it, mate. Well, I think I would have took the rest of the week off work, but you are right. Rest of the week or the rest of the year? Probably the year. I've look, I've, really put, I've, I've put a hundred bucks on them to win the whole Champions League at the moment. So, but I, I just want to say back to a serious note. They had like Real Madrid had thirty-one shots and only eleven on target, and it's just like how do you? Yeah, it's just one of those games where the ball didn't hit the back of the net for him. And yeah, I like it's it's hard because Benzema's been like probably the best form he's ever been in at the moment. Mm. And to see a game like that, it would. It kind of sucked to see for him. So I was keen to see a couple of goals from Benzema. That would have been really good to see. He's been he's been absolutely killing it at club level. Um, who has also been killing it as a striker, Robin Lewandowski. The man is an absolute freak in the box, as we said last pod for um for the Champions League week. Um, they're just they're killing it. Bayern Munich still killing it. They they're on a massive run here still. Um, five goals to none. Um, everyone getting amongst it. I think that whole top three scored. Did Sane get a goal? Sane sure yeah, did. did get a goal. Yeah, yeah. Sane got three... a Sane got a cross, Dylan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was actually no, it was a bomb, mate. <laughs> Absolute bomb from the midfield. No, I'm joking. It was out wide. I seen it. I seen it. Oh my um, god, it's painful hearing you say that every <laughs> single week. Oh, I was joking. Um, it was good to see. I think um Muller needs a bit of praise too. He's um he's passing into the final third is actually class, and I don't think he gets the like the praise that he should because he actually. Him and Lewandowski have this link that I don't think many people do. It's good to watch. I love seeing the vision and the, them just knowing each other, their movements, what they're going to do. And Lewandowski, you just know when he gets in those positions, he's going to score. Like when he gets that ball and he takes it towards goal, you know it's going in. It's it's just weird. It's just a feeling that you get because you know he's going to score. He's he's definitely the best one-on-one finisher in the world right now. And I was uh, watching the game back. And I, and Cammy was on the phone and he was like, and I said, I was just like, whoa, what a goal. Like what a finish that is one-on-one. And he's like, bro, he's like the best striker in the world at the moment. And he, he really is the best striker in the world at the moment. Like it's, I just don't see any other striker out there that you could, that could replicate what he's doing for Bayern Munich. And, and the team that he's got around him, he's, it's, I don't know how to put it, but 
Dynamo Kiev can cannot. They can they can take some positives away from this game because it's they're coming up against such a strong Bayern Munich team and it's like there's not much you can really do. Like they would beat United like five <laughs> nil. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I think watching like Bayern at the moment, especially, it's weird because they they lost all their preseason games. They didn't win a game in preseason, mm. so now they haven't lost since round one this season. So I think like the Julian Nagelsmann effect is really starting to take its toll. And I think, as I said last time, they got him at the best possible time because he'll be, he'll be their manager. He'll be like their Sir Alex Ferguson or their Arsenal. Yeah. Like he'll be there for a long time. He's only so, like 28. <laughs> yeah, he's crazy. Like, I think Noya, the club captain, is older than their head yeah. head coach. So I think yeah, it's, it's oh, good really? for Bourne. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely good for Bourne. And uh, yeah, this, this result in game, like, I, I did expect that. Like, it as you it said, really... I was about to say it really it really shows like the dominance that they have. Like getting five nil, we know it was gonna happen and they just proved it. Like they prove it over and over again. It's just so good to watch. I, I remember when we did the predictions of who we thought would win and I and I feel like you three really did sleep on Bayern because I went last and I said Bayern and you guys went, Oh yeah, that's a good shout. But honestly, I think um I, I really do think that if it's not City and it's not Milan, I think Bayern will go all the way and take it. Uh, I couldn't. I I got a question for you. Um, the Barca game now. Benfica coming and winning three nil, right? Uh, I know it was in Portugal, but they also uh, beat their youth teams. I, I don't know if anyone saw it, but they dominated Barca on all levels. Do does Ronald Koeman keep his job here? A lot uh, of the I'm going to say um, once again, it's it's a it's a Thursday evening here at the time of recording, but I actually got a ping on my phone an hour ago saying that um, Coleman's expected to be sacked in the morning. In the morning? Yeah. Because I know that a lot of players come out and in the press conference was like, I know, like, in my personal opinion, he shouldn't be sacked. We want him to stay. It's down to the players. We're not playing well enough. Yeah. I, I do get that. But for me, Ronald Coleman, it's sort of like a Lampard. I don't think he's done anything with Netherlands. Everton, I just think that he's playing off a reputation as a former footballer. I've got a, a five-man shortlist here that apparently has been rumoured to be like Barca's shortlist for, for coaches. So we've got Xavi, Antonio Conte, Andrea Perlo, uh, Philip Koku, and uh, Joachim Lowe. Now, boys, who who do you take out of that? Is that a good five-man shortlist? Or if he does lose his job, who would you like to see him replace at the helm? I think... Whoever does go there, and like personally, out of the five people you just named, is I think Conte should be number one because everywhere he's gone, he's seemed to win a title. But I think it, there's such a different battle at Barcelona right now is that you've got to deal with the hierarchy as well as the fans. There's so much more to take on than just coaching a football team and trying to get results. Like, look at all the dramas they got with like their committee and all that. Like, they just got so much going on and. It's it's hard to say, but I feel like whoever goes there is always going to be under like a lot of pressure. Yeah, I think um, Xavi, for me, he's been killing it in Qatar, um, and he'd definitely be well respected. I mean, like he's he's one of the best midfielders in the world. Um, but at the same time, like he got Conte out there, I think that's a no brainer. He's he's won wherever he goes, and he really would have stayed. He was going to stay into till um, they had them financial troubles. So I mean, I think that while he's out there, you got to go get him. Yeah, of course. He just he's just got like the higher resume out of all those people. But if you if Xavi did get appointed, do you feel as that it could? Like I personally think it'll most likely be a Frank Lampard effect. So I think it'd be a Perlo effect. Yeah, it's hard because like Qatar. Like no disrespect, if we have any people from Qatar listening, hello. But I just think. Xavi, he needs to have a few more years' experience before he steps into a role like Barcelona. 100%. Exactly the same as Oli. That's what should happen there. He should have had a lot more time before he came to a big club like United. But we're talking about the managers, but during this game, I feel like Barcelona should have had a lot more goals than what they did. Um, I feel like Frankie de Jong, he gave the ball a lot to Luke de Jong, 
And Lukey should have scored a lot more goals because he had so many good chances that he definitely should have put away. Yeah, 100%. He let, he let him down big time. He definitely, definitely did let him down. Um, but Dill, mate, who... Okay, so Jonesy, Jonesy um, said that he would like Conte, and I agree with him that Conte should be taken. But out of that short list that I, I, um, I, I noted, who, who do you think should replace Barca at the... Or Coleman at the helm at Barca. Well, I think I'd have to agree with you both too. Conte would be the right choice as he's an experienced um, coach, which is what they're lacking at the moment. And um, they need someone that has that tactical tactical awareness and can bring a team together to go and win trophies. Yeah, that's that's a good decision, Kemi, mate. Before we move on to tips, you want to weigh in with your opinion? Yeah, I mean, it's going to sound stupid, but because you guys have already said it, but I think Conte is the obvious choice out of the five that you've given, Jaden. Um, but I think if Hansi Flick didn't have an international job, I think he would be the front runner. Oh, perfect. Yeah, oh, I think I think that please. the players that the players that Barcelona have um, right now, um, although the results aren't coming, I feel like especially those young players, I think that Hansi Flick would turn them into attacking weapons. That's a fair call, honestly. Yeah. We saw what he did with uh, Bayern. It was yeah. a complete turnaround. I mean, gra- granted that he was uh, an assistant coach at Bayern for quite a while before he took that yeah. job. Um, so he was well, uh, well, well brought up with the with the Bayern system. Um, but I, yeah, I just think that his style of style of coaching and his style of play, I think that it would really suit the Barca players at the moment. Um, Jada, did you want to take us through to the tips for next week? Would love a to. week after, sorry. But before we do that, completely forgot. Goal of the week, boys. I, of course, uh, I think, goal of the week. Of course. I think there was plenty of plenty of contenders this week. Um, I'll start us off. Now I know what Jonesy's going to pick, um, and I would love to pick it too. But I'm I'm going to go on a different route. I'm going to go with Alex Tellez. Now the reason Ooh. I'm going with Alex Tellez, and I don't want it to sound like United bias because it's not. But to see a set play that we normally you would see in FIFA, right, go in like that, that's just another level for me. So <laughs> while I would like to pick uh, who I think Jones will pick, that's my that's my choice. Yeah, I think uh, many United have been training with some pro clubs, you know, just in the training ground. <laughs> that, 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 that was a great strike. As soon as it came over, I was like, this is going Rose Z for sure. But I think, yeah, no, that, that's definitely a good pick, Jaden. I'm going to pick the, uh, I'm going to, is it Phil? Phil, that's Shereba. I think it's, yeah, uh, Sebastian. Phil, Phil, Sebastian. Phil. Phil yeah. yeah, I think just the scenes, like 89th minute, like it, just the way it come across his body and he hits it with his left foot. And yeah, like it's just, they beat Real Madrid. There's so much, there was a, a lot of emotion behind that goal. And once again, I'm not jumping on the bandwagon, but I'll put 100 on them to win the Champions League. So let's go, Sharif, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Still, mate, goal of the week? Yeah, oh, that was that was mine too. Hitting that on his left foot, half volley, going into the top left corner, absolute mm-hmm. bomb. And what scenes to win the game. That's like What a way to win the game, honestly. Against Real Madrid, being Sheriff, what an absolute bang. I thought they were going to celebrate more, actually. Um, the, the celebration seems subdued. If I scored an 89th minute winner against Real Madrid with a, with a bloody mad goal like that, I'd, mate, shirts off, I'm running everywhere. <laughs> I'm out of by all. I'm running straight down to the to the um to the fans at the other end, and I'm sl- knee sliding. Yeah, especially to a team that doesn't even have a sponsor on the front of their shirt. Exactly. What a nice jersey, though. Good jersey. It is a nice jersey. It's clean. It's clean. Right, right, right. We're getting off topic. Kemi, mate, goal of the week. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with. I, I don't think any anyone would think uh, of this. Uh, I'm gonna go with Adresa Gway. Great, yeah, it just um, only only for the sole reason. I mean, look, it's at it's at the top of the six yard box, so it's not hard to score yes. from there. But I'm going with that as the goal of the week because that that was literally unsavable. No um, one's saving it. No, no one in the world is getting anywhere near that. It's around two defenders, and it is literally so far in that pigeonhole. Edison didn't even see it till it was bouncing down next to him off that net. You just said, Cammy, that uh, it, it was on, on top of the six-yard box and like, no one should be missing that. Then can you really answer this question? But how did Bernardo Silva really miss that? 
Uh, we're, not, we're, um, we're, we're talking about goal of the week, Josie, not what should have been known. <laughs> fair enough, fair All right, enough. Uh, now before tips as well, we've got our Champions League player of the round. Uh, we'll move to, through this real quick. For me, uh, I picked his goal in the, the Premier League. I'm going Curtis Jones to, to start away at Portugal in the Champions League and to have a man of the match performance, two assists, very, very influential. He's my player of the round. Yeah, I, 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 I just want to thank you, Jaden. That was that really means a lot coming from a United fan, and like I'm, I'm going to go with another Liverpool player, and I'm going to go with Mo Salah. So I just think the way he played, he was in all all good positions at all times, scored two goals, and yeah, definitely had an impact as he always does. Mine's um, mine's probably going to be Lewandowski. He um, he shows time and time again how classy he is um on the ball in that final third. Um, yeah, he killed it for me again. That's that's my pick. Fair pick. Let's be real. I'm going to go with Darwin Nunez from Benfica. Um, scoring, a, scoring a double at home. And now um, Barcelona was shambles. So at the end of the day, it's not really anything special. But I thought he played really, really well in attack. I thought he created a lot as well. So that's my play of the round. Some some goal that first one, taking him on. Yeah, absolutely. Double yeah. step over, good finish. He's a very young striker as well. Yeah, he's, he's only like 21, I think. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was brilliant. Lightning quick. All right. Day three, uh, match day three of the Champions League. That's uh, on the 20th of October. Now, City have got Club Bruges. And I think they need a win here, and I think they will get a win here. Uh, I think it might be tied up than, than expected because Club Bruges are, are decent, but I, de- I genuinely don't see a way that, that City lose this. Yeah, I do agree, especially after like dropping points against PSG. And as like no disrespect to Club Bruges, but uh, overall, yeah, I just think City take it out and comfortably as well. Yeah, City are going to want to play their full team here, their strongest team. I'm going City. Can we meet? We know. Yeah, I think this, this is I think this is a no brainer. Although it's away, I think uh, City take this, and I think they take it comfortably too. Um, Mignolet might come back to haunt us, mate, but I think, <laughs> I think um, on paper, I think City take it. Um, PSG and RB, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go PSG. I think they keep rolling on. I think that's a no-brainer. Yep. Yeah, PSG. Everyone in agreement? Yeah, if they, if they had Werner back, then they can kill it. Um, no, nah, <laughs> nah. oh, PSG, yeah. PSG win this. <laughs> I, I do think that's a no-brainer. Now, Blockbuster... Liverpool, Atletico Madrid. Obviously, Jones is going to be all on Liverpool train, and I completely understand that. I'm going a draw. Now, I think the Simeone has played Simeone teams has played really well against Liverpool, and I think that can continue. But I I don't see a world where they come away with all three points. So I'm going a draw. Yeah, this is yeah. I don't know. It's just a Toss of the coin this one. But obviously, being a Liverpool fan, I would like to see us three points in Spain. But uh, this is our hardest game in the group, I feel. And I really, uh, as I said, I want Liverpool to win. But I honestly, I'd see it as a draw or a let's go win because Simeone's, like, he's cold. He's, yeah, I just, I, it'd be very hard for us to come with three points there. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Atletico here. I'm gonna say um, Suarez scores at his former club, and Ooh. I reckon he puts him in front. It's a fair shout. Um, I think that Atletico are probably too strong defensively to lose, but I think that they're also not good enough to win against the Liverpool side. So I'm gonna go draw. Um, now another uh, blockbuster game, Jaden. Uh, Porto, Milan at Porto. This is very, very important for the for this group. Um, I'm going to go Milan, obviously, but I'm very keen to hear. I'm very keen to hear your guys' um, reactions to that, or predictions rather. Yeah, I feel like um, it's a big game for Milan and them not having their um, midfielder as well, like their CDM. I think he played CDM. Yeah, Jaden Jaden reckons that Milan won't beat Porto, but um, I'm going Milan for this one. Now, see, Kemi, for me, it's not a blockbuster game, but to appease you as a Milan fan, I do think you take away a point here at at Portugal. I'm going to draw. 
That's just me, personally. Yeah. As this is a massive game for both teams, really. I mean, both teams need to, like, need these three points. And I think with Kessie being suspended, like, they do have replacements. Like, one being Sandro Tonali. He's, he's another young, underrated footballer, in my opinion. And not not to suck up the camel, make him feel better about his day, but I still think Milan are going to take three points here. And it'll, this will kickstart their second spot glory because Liverpool is going to go undefeated. Um, keep going. <laughs> uh, fair enough, fair enough. Okay. So we got Benfica and Bayern up next. Now, they're both... Now, obviously, we know Bayern's going to top. But Benfica really need a point here if they want to start to cement that second spot because you can never really count out either of the other two teams. Um, like, Barca's still there, so you can't really count them out. I, I do think the Bayern win this, obviously, but I do expect Benfica to put up a fight. I do expect them to put up a little bit of a fight. Yeah, I, I think anybody who comes up against Bayern right now is in trouble, whether you're... Liverpool or like Barca, for for example, whether you're Chelsea, anybody, they I think Bayern are just they're really really strong and they're only only going to get stronger. So I see Bayern, yeah, definitely winning this game, and I'd be surprised if Benfica actually play good. So that's that's my opinion. Oh, okay, fair enough. Sure, short and sweet, boys. I think um Bayern take this game. Fair and simple. I reckon Bayern get this win. That's a fair. It's a big call. Yeah, I, I think the same. I think, Jonesy, perfect what you said, man. I think if you're seeing – if you're a manager and you're looking at your calendar and you know that you've got buying in the upcoming weeks, I think <laughs> that that's probably in the back, back of your mind in, in all of the preparation you're doing because it's a very scary fixture right now. Chuck um, a that day. What's that, man? <laughs> If I saw Bond in my calendar, I'd be like, I'm crook that day. Sick I'm crook that day, the sick day. Yeah. I'm taking, I'm taking no, I don't want to play against Bond. Yeah, I'm taking uh, leave. Um, uh, uh, United at, at Atlanta. At home for a United, I'm going United. Yeah. Um, it's United, though. You can't really say that too quick. Um, but uh, I don't know if Ollie gets this one right. But if the individual brilliance can keep happening late on in the games. I think you know I take this win. I do agree with Dylan. I think that we could have too much quality for Atlanta, but at the same time, Kemi, you said that. But the same thing about Aston Villa when we talked about Aston Villa, it's like oh, you know, it's a home. They probably got this. Old Trafford isn't a fortress for us no more. With Ollie at the helm, it's genuinely not a fortress for us, and it sucks. It really does suck. But it's just not a fortress for us no more. So I. I'm calling a draw. I don't see a world where we, we – obviously, we, we we do have the quality, but I don't think we win this game. Genuinely. I'm so glad these get recorded because hearing Jaden say that this isn't a fortress <laughs> anymore is this music to my ears. Oh, it's, not even a, um, it's not even an uncommon thing anymore. If you hear, hear him in the Premier League ones, he talks shit on him every week now. It's great. Oh, that's hard. It's hard to be optimistic. I listen to these every night just so I can hear that before I go to sleep. But you know, me being a Liverpool face. fan, and I'm saying Atlanta four 0 just because I hate United. <laughs> That's good. I like I like the score. Um, exactly. Last one. Last one. We'll tip for this game week. Uh, this this probably goes without saying. Uh, Chelsea back at Stamford Bridge. I'm going Chelsea. Yeah, I go Chelsea too. Yeah, um, yeah, Chelsea as well. I just want to add one in there. Ajax and Dortmund. What are your thoughts on that? It's tough. Ajax has been in good form. It depends on whether Dortmund has Haaland or not. So, for me, I'm going Ajax. I think they've been in great form. Uh, their manager is phenomenal. I'd love to see him in charge at United. Uh, it's like ten something Ten Hag, I think. Yeah, I think anybody at United would be, probably be better <laughs> than Oli. So. No, I, d- I just saw it. And I was like, well, that, that really catches my eye. So, that's definitely like the game for their group anyway. So. Oh, oh, 100%. Deal, mate. Yeah. Um, thoughts? I know you're a bit of a, a Haaland fanboy, so... Yeah, bloody over my Harlem fanboy. If he plays, they get the dub. That's what about you, Cammy? Uh, I think, well, like I said last week or the week before with Ajax, I think if they attack the way that they have been, I think that Ajax can win this. So I'm going to go with Ajax. 
And um, I've just realised that we didn't even say who Chelsea were playing. So they've got Malmo at the bridge. Sorry, boys. <laughs> I think that gets to the point where... It was, we're yeah, it was so obvious. I, I, it was so obvious I missed the opposition. <laughs> boys, that's... um. That was a good episode. I enjoyed that. I enjoy I enjoy coming in for a second episode and sitting down with the boys and, and having a chat. Banner and beers, obviously. I know Dill's been on it a little bit. Um but I think I think we'll close this out now. So uh we are three blokes in lockdown. If you haven't worked out already, even for Champions League, we have absolutely no idea what we are banging on about. We're just here for some banner and beers. We'll see you next time from the spot. <laughs>